This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It was another ho-hum performance for the Maize and Blue on Saturday as the number two ranked Michigan Wolverines with Two interim head coaches took down the UNLV Rebels by a score of 35-7. to Welcome to the Maize and Brew postgame podcast as part of the Block M Podcast Network, an affiliate of Fans First Sports Network. My name is Vaughn Lozon, and I will take you through the postgame podcast today. And let's waste no time, get right into the recap of the game. Michigan started strong. Right off the bat in the first quarter with a methodical opening drive that took them 80 yards and was capped off by a three-yard rushing touchdown by Blake Corum, of all people, with uh, seven minutes and six seconds left in quarter number one. The Wolverines up 7 nothing, and the pass rush got to work on the ensuing UNLV drive. Derek Moore, sophomore edge rusher. Picked up the first Michigan sack of the season. The Rebels went three and out. J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan offense got back to work, and they capped off a 75-yard drive on the first play of the second quarter with another Blake Corum rushing touchdown. That was his second of the day and his third of the season up to that point. Uh, Since the year 2000, this was an interesting stat that I saw on the broadcast. Since the year 2000, a quorum now tied for second at the University of Michigan with his ninth game of two or more rushing touchdowns. That is pretty good, if you ask me. Michigan up 14-0 now after that second quorum rushing touchdown. The Wolverines defense got right back to work as well. Picked up two more sacks on that drive, led by Jalen Harrell, who picked up one and a half sacks on the defensive drive that forced another UNLV three and out. Let's fast forward to uh, the final drive of the quarter. McCarthy led an 83-yard touchdown drive with Roman Wilson being on the receiving end of uh, the McCarthy 13-yard passing touchdown with just 24 seconds left in the half. Michigan was up 21-0 heading into the locker rooms. And Let's pick it back up in the second half. Uh, the teams traded three and outs to start the second half. It was a little bit of a, a slower start for both Michigan and UL, UNLV on the offensive side of the ball. But it kind of picked up in a hurry on the Michigan side of things. They uh, scored pretty quickly. McCarthy hit Roman Wilson for a 47-yard catch and run touchdown. It was Wilson's second touchdown of the game and his fifth receiving touchdown. 
of the season. That surpassed his total from last year, just two games into the year. Pretty remarkable stat for Roman Wilson, who looks to be wide receiver number one for McCarthy and the Wolverines early on in the 2023 season. So that was a quick three-play 64-yard drive that took up just a minute and 23 seconds of game clock. UNLV's ensuing drive was certainly its best of the day up to that point with all of the starters in. Uh, UNLV got all the way down to the Michigan 32-yard line, but a two-yard loss on third and three and just a single yard gained on fourth and five stopped the drive in its tracks, Michigan, uh, preserving the shutout up till that point. Let's skip a little bit ahead into the action. We're going to go with uh, five minutes and 28 seconds left in the third. Michigan with the ball struck quickly once again, had a 19 yard run by Blake Corum, a 26 yard catch by Cornelius Johnson, and then a really nice reverse run for CJ that went for another 26 yards to get all the way down to the UNLV five yard line. And wouldn't you know it, Blake Corum finished the job yet again with a five yard rushing touchdown to put the maize and blue up 35 to nothing. That drive was 76 yards, four plays, and only took two minutes and eight seconds. So with all the backups in the game, the Rebels finally got on the scoreboard with an 81-yard drive that resulted in a rushing touchdown by Jordan Young Humphrey. That was with two minutes and 43 seconds left in the fourth quarter, and that was the game. It was Michigan 35, UNLV Seven. So let's go to the stats of the day. Let's let's start with uh, the first half stats because I thought uh, a few Wolverines really stuck out in the first half specifically. Of course, we'll talk about JJ McCarthy at the quarterback position. He was 17 of 18 for 188 yards and one touchdown in the first two quarters of action. He also completed his first 13 passes of the ball game. That was the best start to his career. Blake Corum in the first half had 11 carries for 46 yards and two touchdowns. That was a 4.2 rushing average. And uh, three receivers had three catches for 40 plus yards in the first half. That being a Roman Wilson, CJ and uh, Tyler Morris. And one thing that I wanted to point out about Tyler Morris is every catch that he had in the first half. And I, I don't believe he had one in the second half. All of his first half catches went for first downs. I think you may want to throw him the ball if you're facing a third down. Just saying. Uh, One more final stat on the defensive side for the first half uh, in, in the sack department, because they definitely racked up the sacks in the first half. Kenneth Grant and Jalen Harrell each contributed one and a half sacks. Uh, Derek Moore had one sack. That was the first one of the ball game. And uh, Chris Jenkins got in on half a sack as well. So a really nice showing by those edge rushers and interior defensive linemen. Now, as for the end of game stats, JJ McCarthy ended uh, shortly before the fourth quarter, but he had a really nice stat line today, 22 for 25. Uh, which is an 88% completion percentage. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in a second. Had a 278 passing yards, two touchdowns. He also carried the ball three times for 38 yards. Blake Corum finished with 15 carries, 80 yards, and three touchdowns. Roman Wilson finished the day with four grabs for 89 yards and two touchdowns. 
and Cornelius Johnson had five catches for 82 yards. A very nice showing offensively all around, really, for the Maize and Blue. So uh, a, a really good team effort here. I, I want to talk about McCarthy for just a second because let's just get to a few things that stood out to me personally with the passing game certainly being one of them. McCarthy, I thought, looked really sharp in this game, as noted by his 22 for 25, uh, a really high completion percentage through two games. J.J. McCarthy tied for the third best completion percentage with a minimum of 50 attempts uh, in college football since the year 2000. He has an 87.3 completion percentage. The only quarterbacks that were better than him were Corey Robinson, who had a 92.2 completion percentage. Geno Smith had an 88% completion percentage. And then the quarterback that J.J. was tied with, with that uh, 87.3% was former Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields. So a really, really good start to the season for JJ and the passing attack. Again, Roman Wilson, five touchdowns on the season has already surpassed his season mark from a season ago. Really good start for him. Really good start for Cornelius Johnson, as well as Tyler Morris. Another thing that stood out to me on this day was the pass rush. It was really good to see that the uh, edge rushers got into the sack department on the stat sheet. They didn't do that a week ago against East Carolina was something that I personally was a little disappointed by. It wasn't a huge deal. Uh, They did get a lot of pressure on the East Carolina quarterback last week, but uh, they didn't finish the job and get in the stat sheet uh, for the sack. And now they did that this week with five of them got really good pressure on UNLV quarterback, Doug Brumfield, and uh, they compiled all those sacks in the first half. They didn't really need them in the second half because they just generated pressure, forced incomplete passes. Uh, nearly had uh, uh, an interception or two, and they they kept them off the scoreboard until all of the reserves were in the game, mainly true freshmen and a few uh, sophomores in there as well. So uh, they manhandled UNLV's offensive line as expected, bounced back after a not great, uh, at least not in the stat sheet, uh, not a great week last week, but I still thought they performed well against East Carolina, but the results showed in the box score against the Rebels today. Uh, and then one final thing that I wanted to briefly discuss. One thing that I'm going to particularly look for next week uh, against Bowling Green. Backup quarterback Jack Tuttle. He was in the game with all the reserves. He was the first quarterback out there for Michigan once J.J. came off the field. He took a really nasty hit out of bounds that resulted in a late hit penalty. He came out of the game, he was grabbing his non-throwing shoulder, but uh, it, it looked pretty nasty on the broadcast, but he he bounced back up pretty nicely, actually. Uh, it went to the medical tent, eventually came back out. Apparently, he was pleading to go back into the game. He never did. I think it was the right move by Michigan's coaching staff to not let him go back in the game, no matter how badly he probably wanted to go back into the game, because he had... Uh, all of one or two plays, maybe it was a uh, like a quarterback keeper option play that he took the ball, he ran, he had a first down, uh, and then the defender shoved him while he was already out of bounds. He uh, went right to the uh, boundary where all those bricks are at, 
uh, near the stands and eventually hopped back up was perfectly fine from what it looked like. But again, they held him back, didn't let him go back into the game. And uh, Jaden Denigal uh, came in at quarterback, as did Davis Warren. Uh, so it, just one thing to keep an eye on moving forward to see if uh, the backup quarterback uh, ends up being Davis Warren or if Jack Tuttle will be perfectly fine. Not really sure at this point, but we'll certainly keep an eye on it and we will uh, report all of that in uh, all of our podcasts here on the Black and Podcast Network and on maizeandbrew.com uh, as the week goes on leading up to Michigan's final non-conference game against Bowling Green, which will be broadcast on the Big Ten Network next Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Should be another uh, ho-hum performance, like I said at the top of the show today for the Wolverines. So again, uh, 35 to seven is your final score from the big house this afternoon. A very good performance all around. I uh, would like to see the running game get a little bit more success on the ground. Of course, Quorum had those three touchdowns, but outside of him, Donovan Edwards didn't really do a whole lot as far as uh, uh, racking up rushing yards. He only had uh, nine rushing yards on six carries. That's a 1.5 average. So not great, but again, Quorum had uh, 15 for 80, uh, 5.3 yards per attempt. Really nice there. Uh, really good showing all around, though, uh, from the passing game, the running game, pass rush, uh, wrapping up guys uh, in the tackling aspect of things. So I, I really liked what I saw out of the Wolverines today. And uh, I hope you did, too, if you were able to watch, whether it's on TV or you're at the big house today. Uh, it was a really good performance all around. Sucks that they didn't get the shutout. Would have been... A, a, a good opportunity for them to do it. We'll see if they're able to do it next Saturday night against Bowling Green under the lights of the big house. Really excited to see the new lights at Michigan Stadium next week. We'll see uh, how the atmosphere, how it is next week at the big house. So again, one more time, Michigan 35 UNLV seven from the big house this afternoon. Michigan is two and oh heading into their final non-conference game against Bowling Green and their final game without head coach Jim Harbaugh. Sharon Moore will be the acting head coach next week for the Maize and Blue. So signing off here uh, on Saturday evening, my name is Vaughn Lozon. Thank you so much for tuning in to the post-game podcast and uh, check out all of our content uh, about the game on maizeandbrew.com and be sure to subscribe to the Block and Podcast Network if you haven't already. We'll have tons of content to break this game down and to preview every game moving forward throughout this 2023 season. So thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week with another post-game podcast.